Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crowd podcast. Howdy, Deck. Hello, old friend. How are you on this uh, Sunday? First time for a while. First time Sundays, yes. Uh, first mm. time I've seen you on the Sunday. I mean, obviously, everyone's listing Monday. This isn't yeah. live. It's not live. <laughs> no, but we're Sunday evening. <laughs> pondering our weekends how's your weekend mm. been deck weekend's been bloody lovely uh the sun came out a little bit i'm trying to think you know you you know when someone asks you how was your weekend and now i'm struggling to remember even a second of it uh, welcome to my world yeah but what i can tell you is that it was nice i've got nothing bad to report i don't think um went for a run of course had a nice run How's that Berlin going? Berlin is fast approaching. Going very well. Six weeks out. Six weeks today is the Berlin half marathon. Um, so it's very much ramping up now, as everyone in, on Strava will uh, will see. Mm. Um, yeah, and shreds are still going going mental. Uh, so yeah, nice weekend. I think what we're in the last weekend of February. Yeah, and then it's March. Fuck me. Mm. Well, this it's is really- our this is our first this is our first HBT since the 5th of Feb. So yeah, it's been a bit quiet, hasn't it? It's been very quiet. We had um, to eke one out before we're in March, I suppose. Yeah, we, yeah, we couldn't do 3 week people think we we uh, just sort of shut up shop on these ones and thought, nah. Um and there is some boxing to to discuss. Um mm. what what about you George? What have you been up to this weekend? Uh, I was down the gym uh Sunday morning down the down, down the Dale. Uh, let them run uh, and then yeah padded padded a bunch of them ABAs uh, I think they call it the ABAs still the ABAs start next week they don't so 
We're still calling it the ABAs. Old yeah. money. Old money. That's start next week. So mm. lads are in there sharpening their tools. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of them in action. Uh, as well as guys up and down the country, I'm sure, are, are very much at it. It's Olympic year, isn't it, Dex? So uh, for yes. the amateurs, big year. Even those who are trying to push to get onto a, a podium sort of type squad, get up there with the, with the GB lads. They might not be in the, in the shot of... Uh, get into this Olympics but uh, they'll be very much wanting to be in a mix mm. that's the beauty of uh, amateur boxing isn't it George it doesn't stop it just keeps it just keeps coming you don't get these weird weekends where nothing's going on it's like there's a schedule mm. you might get a club show but then it's like the ABA's not like professional boxing which has been a bit it's been a bit sleepy February so like like we said February the 5th was after post disease Buatsi the weekend after, we did have double shows, Frank Warren show and a Hearn show. But then the 17th of Feb was dead because of the Fury Usyk postponement. This weekend, there was nothing over here. Mm. Next weekend, there's nothing of note over here. What's going on? What's, up? What's happening, George? Can you, can you put your finger on it? Is it, is it Saudi impact? Is it, what, what is it? Is it just a coincidence that it's sort of dried up a bit for a few weeks? Well, maybe February was always historically a little bit quiet and we've been yeah. blessed with this Saudi stuff so we're expecting a little bit more you know I think uh, Buatsi versus Aziz which was a great fight for early Feb so we've done well with that mm. and there's been there's been a couple more as well in and around that I'm in Telford on Friday deck uh, for Channel 5 you know, so do not miss that. Finally, Channel 5's back because that's been 5. quiet too. Yeah. Yeah, Channel 5's back. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just about to say, I was just about to say who's, who's, on, who's on that because Telford makes me think Liam Davis, but he's boxing March the 16th. I'm on that Eggington, Eggington's fight. Oh, yeah. Eggington against Brassaboo. Yeah, that's a good fight. Mm. You uh, coming? No. No. No, I will not be there. Um, uh, no, there's not enough work in that for us, uh, sadly. But. There will be boxing news will be represented, but it won't be me. Um, okay, well, that's good. It does. It does feel like the wheels are starting to slowly turn. So that. So that's the Channel Five show. That'll be a good fight as well. Yeah. Um, well, we're wrapping weekend up after following week, yeah. we've got Joshua. Oh yes. Uh, that's Anthony Joshua. He's fighting um, zero and one prospect. Uh, yeah, Engano. Um, yeah. Who pushed it? Pushed uh, in many people's eyes, the number one heavyweight in the world to the limit. I think it was a split decision loss in the end, so he's a bit unlucky yeah. there. Let's see if he can go one better against Anthony Joshua. Big week. That'll be a big week. There'll be a lot of uh, a lot of going on that week, Dick. And then I think we're up and running. You know, we're up we're up and running. We've got the heavyweights yeah. at the end of March. So we'll be flying. Yeah. And then loads in between. There's the big Frank Warren show on the 16th, which is that crazy card of, like I said, Liam Davis is on it. Joe Joyce boxing Cash Alley. Um... Solomon Dakers against David Adley. Like it's, it's one of the oh the bet the, the fight. How could I leave it this late? Maybe the biggest ECM derby in history. Nathan Heaney against Brad Pauls for the British middleweight title. Two of our favorite favorite guests we've ever had. Brad Pauls and Nathan Heaney are throwing mm. it down to decide who the the uh, the premier middleweight in the whole of Great Britain is um, on that Frank Warren show. But um, yeah, so it is starting to get, the wheels are turning over a touch. Although I think we mentioned Joshua there, that's in Saudi. The fight we're about to talk about now was in Florida. Both of those promoted by Eddie Hearn. They're international now, these guys, Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn. It's not just 
they're not just putting on shows in Britain, it's shows all over the world. Um, obviously, Ben Shalom and Sky and Boxer are basically over here. They get going Easter Sunday, which is a bit of a curveball. Really big show, Easter Sunday. Um, we won't talk about that tonight because we've got plenty of time to do that. But I did want to ask you about, George, is Edgar Balanga, mm. um, who boxed last night at the, at the top of that um, matchroom card, and he stopped the previously undefeated Poddy McCrory in the sixth round. Um, and he now puts himself in line to face Canelo Alvarez next because last week, I think it was a Friday, it might have even been as late as the Friday, the WBA officially made that an eliminator. Therefore, the winner would be become mandatory for Canelo, or number one contender for Canelo with the WBA at super middleweight. And so that is Belanga now. Um, mm. Did you see the fight? This is a guy who was 16-0 at one point with 16 first-round knockouts. They dried up. That was in the, His last one was in 2020. He had five points wins on the bounce, and now he got his first stoppage since 2020. Um, what did you think of the performance? Yeah, um, Belanga. So he boxed well, didn't he? You know, But he mm. looked solid. Uh, I feel like the difference was like when he, when he landed... Um, his punches, they just had that much more of an effect. And uh, for those who haven't seen the fight, watch it. And those who don't care about me spoiling the, the result, <laughs> keep listening because he gets the stoppage win, doesn't he? And he's just, yeah. in the end, he's just far too accurate at that right hand for McCrory to cope with. And he sort of, he doesn't crumble, but he just, he gets hit hard too frequently and in that round is it the sixth round deck that he gets stopped yeah. in the yeah, sixth six. round so he stops him in the six and he sort of it, on quick I thought it landed in the chest like when I watched it but I think it was just a camera angle and it sort of it, it doesn't look like the chin does it nah but I think it does it catches him on the butt and he sort of goes down the corner throw the towel in uh, I think the referee was probably wondering obviously you know an American referee especially in, in Florida I think they're, they're happy to let it Go a touch longer, but a good win for him. But for me, Deck, I've got to be honest, no one's been talking about him fighting Canelo lately. Like, that feels like it's come out of nowhere for me. Maybe I've just been asleep at the wheel. But <laughs> you look at his record, his record's good. He's unbeaten. He's, he's you know, makes a lot of sense. But, um, yeah, is that, is that, I mean, maybe it's just because Canelo's been quiet or Team Canelo have been quiet. What's that about? Mm, well, he's Edgar Belanga. That as a result of that win is twenty-two and zero with seventeen knockouts. Like I said, his first sixteen fights finished inside the first round, which says a lot about the level of opposition. To be honest, not necessarily that he's you know a small Mike Tyson, but that's. I remember. I won't name the matchmaker, but he told me before he said I could get anyone in the world to twenty and zero with first with twenty inside the first round if I wanted to, but that's not the point. But anyway, I think the thing with Belanga is Puerto Rican. He's a puncher and he's a super middleweight, and there's not that many options there. They he's now with Matchroom, and remember Matchroom and Eddie Hearn had an had an association with Canelo, who's now really with PBC, which is Al Heyman's promotional entity. Um, but that was where the sort of the kindling got lit in that fight. It was like, okay, we've got Belanga, but they've also got Pacheco and people like that. But it's like, well, we could do Mexico against Puerto Rico. Um, Canelo would have it because he's going to look at Belanga and be like, this guy's not ready for me. 26 year old, you know, really hasn't boxed anyone at that level. This was a good win. Poddy McCrory, his last win against Jason Quigley as well. It's fringe world level guys, but he's never had any, anyone in Canelo's league. Mm. Um, and you might think if you're Canelo, you go, do you know what? If they're going to pay me and the WBA have ordered it, 
He's not afraid to take his mandatories, Canelo. He did against Avni Yildrim. He did against John Ryder. He might just look at Belanga and just be like, okay, I'll deal with that because he hasn't got an opponent for May the 4th. This is, this is one of the problems. He's one of many stars in boxing who still hasn't sort of booked their next move. So we know he's going to box May the 4th and he needs an opponent. And Belanga said, if I win in style, which he did, then I won't fight Canelo. Um, that's in about 10 weeks, I think. 10 weeks, maybe yeah, 11 max. Do you really think, George, this is a man who's ready for that sort of fight? Who's ready to have any chance against Canelo? Well, I mean, yeah, at some point you've always got to make that that last step, that last jump. Uh, and then there'll be a whole load of people saying it's, it's too early for you. And, you know, maybe with a bit of hindsight afterwards, we, we, we'll know clear, a mm. little bit clearer. But um, you would like to see him in there with the, the next the next level up before a Canelo, surely. But I don't know who that is, Deck. You know, like, who who are the gatekeepers of the division now? You know, is there, if he's not going to fight a Caleb Plant or he's not going to fight a, you know, who are... Who, who Danny are Jacobs, it? someone like that. Yeah, is, yeah, but... What's Danny Jacobs doing lately? I haven't heard a lot. Mm. Is he still fighting? Yeah. Like he might have retired, active? but mm. but so that you know it would it would need that. But yeah, I think Canelo thinking mandatory. I'll have him. He does fight his mandatories, but at the same time, it's because he runs out of opponents really mm. like, at times, and it is it's not that awkward that awkward you know opponent that generates no money and therefore you get no money. He still gets paid handsomely whether he fights. Or anyone, his mandatories are not. So it's just how it is, you know. He's. Uh, do you think that will be on the zone with with Matram then, or is that is is he PBC? He's PBC, but I'm pretty sure the deal that he signed, which was a three fight deal, as far as I know. But this all seems to have now been actually changed. But it might have been with Showtime, and he'd had one fight on Showtime, and that was Jamel Charlo last year, September. Showtime have now gone. And now Al Heyman's fighters, PBC, are going to be on Prime Video, Amazon Prime. So then I don't know if that muddies the waters with the contract and he's not actually under contract to fight on Prime on PBC. Or maybe Hearn's like, oh, yeah, we'll let Belanga fight on, on Prime. If you're Al Heyman, you want, you want your biggest names on the new platform, which mm-hmm. is... Amazon Prime. Um, so it's all, all TBC. I'm pretty sure Belanga doesn't really have much bargaining power. He'll, he'll just be like, I'll do whatever you say. As in, I'll go fight where it is. I'll, I'll just want the fight. I think these guys as well will be looking at it, maybe looking at Canelo and being like, he might not have that long left. He might not have that many fights. And there's not massive money behind him once he's gone. Where's the massive money? Belanga could make serious money mm. being the B-side and accepting all that. So maybe the reason this has become a little bit more likely, George, is because David Benavidez, which is was WBC's mandatory challenger, although he was never called as mandatory by the WBC, which is very disappointing, is now going to be moving up to light heavyweight to fight Oleksandr Vodzik, who's himself a very good fighter, but up at light heavy. So the Mexican monster, who we all wanted to see box Canelo, that was my number one fight I wanted to see in boxing. Mm. It's probably, it's not happening next, definitely. And it might never happen again. If you're Benavidez, you ain't getting down to super middleweight again, are you? No, I mean, is it, as it just, that time has come, he can't make that weight no more. 
I don't think it's that. I think he's just, they, they've basically been told by Canelo, it won't be this year. Um, and he's like, well, what the fuck am I going to do at, light, at, at Super Middle now without Canelo? I'll mm. just go and do my own thing. And then the WBC, who refused so far to call him as a mandatory. So once you're called as a mandatory, you have to make a deal to fight. And then if you don't, Canelo would relinquish and Benavidez would get the belt. Like uh, we know oh, there'll be a purse bid, etc. But they haven't done that. So they put no pressure on Canelo. Instead... They've told Benavidez and Vodzik, if you fight, it's going to be for the WBC interim light heavyweight title. Therefore, the winner will be in line to fight the winner of Artur Baturbiev and Dmitry Bivol. All of a sudden, the pressure for Canelo to fight Benavidez is gone completely. Mm. He's gone up a weight and Canelo's like, sweet, I'll see what I've got left. And that's why the Belanga fight becomes a little bit more likely. Um, there's also talk of Terence Crawford on May the 4th. Um, there's talk of Jamal Charlo, the other twin, the big, t- bigger twin. Um, and he's just done a number on Jamal. It's like, do you really want to watch him box Jamal, the other twin? I mean, I don't think I do. <laughs> do you? No, I don't know. No, no, no. Uh, I don't really want to see him fight Crawford on 10 weeks notice. Like, yeah. but anger it is. <laughs> yeah, it might, it might just land... But it might just lang on uh, on Edgar Belanga, swang a Belanga. Um, but we'll see. Same about Benavidez, though. Do you think that might be gone forever? Like if you if you were if you were going up, say when you were twenty six or seven, and like oh, I'll go up at light heavyweight now. Would you go back again? Would you go down again? It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard. He's a big guy, and he's huge guy. Mm. I mean, it's it's incredible. He makes the weight to start with. Uh, so I can't see him. It, you know, you linger. If he lingers heavy for too long, he just can't. He won't be able to get it back off. I don't think. You know, all the. You know, doesn't matter how much money they 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 set aside for you, it's just impossible. You know. So I, yeah, I think I think that'll be it. But you know, light heavyweights sort of seem tied up, don't they? These two, Petroviev, uh, Bivol, they're going to fight each other. No doubt they're going to fight again. So that's mm-hmm. this year done. Um, so maybe he just thinks fuck, fuck making super middleweight for a year I'll just make like heavyweight for a year still not going to get a world title fight but <laughs> <laughs> it, at least I've got another seven pounds to play with or whatever the difference mm. is yeah but mm. Blanga's good I mean and, he can punch and, and, he's, yeah, he can punch he's got a good record he looks the part you know and at this stage for, Can- for Canelo like how, how many more fights he got how long has he got so He's got his date. He's going to want to fulfil it. He's not going to want to delay it or mess about with it. So, and now might be the time. That might be the perfect fight for Amazon Prime. Mm. Prime viewers. Indeed. Um, just one more show on Saturday, George. I wanted to draw our attention to. We won't go over it too much, but many of our listeners will have heard of the name Junto Nakatani before. Many of them won't. But this guy, George, right? Mm. He is 26 years old. 26. He went tw- on Saturday. He went twenty-seven and zero with twenty knockouts, but by stopping Alexandro Santiago. That victory also gleaned the WBC bantamweight title, which is the third weight class he's won a world title in. He's twenty-six and he's won world titles in three weights already. Mm. And that was only the sixth fight of his career that was scheduled for 12 rounds. So the only only the sixth championship level fight. And he's a three-weight world champion at the age of 26, 27. No, he's walking highlight reel as well. He's so exciting. Mm. It's mental. Mad things going on in Japan. I think they've got about nine or 10 world champions. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're all tiny, aren't they? So 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's bantamweight champion. Um, and Inoue is a super bantamweight champion, yeah. of, of course. He's already done the business at Bantam. Um, but you're like, you're wondering, they're surely on the collision course now, aren't they? <laughs> like, just on the records and yeah. the size and the fact that, well, it's a domestic dust-up deck. Can you believe <laughs> it? Um <laughs> I mean, yeah, there he's Junto Nakatani is a bantamweight, and like I said, he's gone up through the weights. Inoue is super bantam, but he's gone up through the weights. Mm. That could be like if they both keep winning, which they probably will. I mean, I don't know where they'd meet. I guess super bantam um, middle. It could be at middle. Yeah, just say no anything, anything you want. Come in however heavy you want. It could be one of the biggest fights to be made in the whole of boxing. And it's two Japanese guys. Yeah. It just shows the it just shows the swell of not just quality, because they've always had quality there, but it is a such a like powerful market in the moment, Japanese boxing. Um I mean Inoue's now, you know, with ESPN and top rank over there, which is massive. Mm. Um I mean, yeah, Nakatani Inoue could be absolutely ridiculous. Who would have thought it? We didn't talk we about We might have to go over there. Yeah. We didn't talk about it, Deck, but mm. and you and I don't know an awful lot about it. So enlighten me, and therefore enlighten the the listeners. What is mm. the Japanese prize fighter that's going on? And you you win like oh, a yeah. million dollars rather than like million. thirty six thousand pounds. You get a million dollars. Is it is it three fights in a night or is it over the course no. of right? Okay. No, so they're they're not allowed the Japanese. So that was the idea. So this is matchroom thing. So matchroom obviously were the ones who used to do prize fighter, the one that Audley Harrison won three times. I think you know famous great nights at York Hall and wherever else where you box the quarterfinals, semi, and the final, the three rounders um, in the same night. But uh, Frank Smith and matchroom have rekindled it. Frank Smith in particular, not Eddie Hearn. He, he Frank was the one that went to Japan, did the deal. Um, but because of their laws, their their rules, their combat rules, you're not allowed to do more than one professional fight in a night. Like you can't win and then, you know, have a drink and then go and fight someone else. Mm. So this is going to be more like the Super Series in that you win and then you go forward. Um, but all the quarterfinals will be on the same night and then the semis and the final. Um, there's eight fighters, of course. Um, and if you win your three fights, you will in total bank a million dollars. So... It's mad prize money for the level. Over there, in fact, in that eight, three British fighters, or two British, one Irish, um, Kieran Conway, Mark Dickinson, and Steve McKenna, or is it Aaron McKenna? One of the McKenna's brothers. Sorry, you two. One of them's over there. But you get a million dollars if you win the whole thing. For, so for boxers at, the, at that level, it's insane. Can um, they do it over the weekend? Can they do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday? <laughs> no, I don't know exactly how long there's going to be between the nights, I would assume a couple of months or whatever. The problem is always if someone gets injured, someone gets cut. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking super series, but also the the super six back in the day that went on for ages. This is not going to go on for ages, but it can't go over the same night. Um, I spoke to Frank Smith about it and uh, he's obviously very excited and to get a million dollar prize pot is, is nuts. Um, so yeah, Japan are making big moves um, and they there's a Japanese middleweight so the the equivalent of the british middleweight title the japanese middleweight title is being fought for in one of the quarterfinals which is quite cool and then those three guys are in the other ones um uh and it could be yeah japan are, are making moves and yeah big up uh, frank smith for nailing that little deal yes well done frank 
Well done, Frank. Um, should we have a breather there, George? Because a couple of other bits of news. And yeah, there's a fight that will not be happening, a mega fight will not, will not be happening, including a Brit. But we'll talk about that in a sec. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, Deck, we are back. Yes. So, Canelo, we got no clear route yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know anything about Terence Crawford, do we? Nope. Right. Deontay Wilder, is he? Nope. He, no, right, no. Javante um, Davis? Mm, no, Javante Davis, I'm glad you are. So, there is a little update on Javante Davis, kind of. Remember last time we did the How About That, George, is I said, I reckon we might see Javante Davis against Conor Ben. You did. Well, not for the first time, uh, I was wrong because that was back in, remember when, you can never forget it, Conor Ben beat Peter Dobson in the Cosmopolitan, the Chelsea ballroom at the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. And then after that, the big scouser, Tony Dodson, um, after that, they went on Twitter back and forth and it looked like it might happen. He was calling him Javumpa Lumper and stuff like that. Javumpa Lumper. Um, And... Davis was like, send an offer, speak to Eddie, blah, blah, blah. Eddie, Conor Ben spoke to Eddie, actually didn't. Eddie saw it on Twitter, obviously, and got in touch with Javante Davis. Um, and it was like, oh, hello, because then there was a story that Davis was going to box in the summer. And it was like, okay, this could all fall into place. Lovely. Lovely. Any, anyway, um, as is customary for Javante Davis, he screen grabbed the email that was sent from Eddie Hearn with the offer, um, with the caption 25 million where and in the email it said i would like to offer you this is eddie hearn speaking to what looked like 
it wasn't directly to Davis. It would have been someone at PBC. Um, I would like to offer you $10 million plus an upside on the gate and pay-per-view, which, to be honest, upside on the gate and pay-per-view in a fight like that would be pretty vast. So you might double that. Anyway, Davis quote tweeted it saying 25 million where Eddie Hearn said he's turned down the offer. Um, but it was fun while it lasted, wasn't it? That idea of Javante Davis against Conor Ben. Yeah, a big sigh of relief from Eddie Hearn there. He didn't want that. He didn't want to <laughs> sh- have to shovel out that 10 mil, especially when he knows mm. he's getting screen grabbed and uh, shot <laughs> into the public domain. Yeah, I mean, that's good money, isn't it? That's, that's really good money. Is he getting is that it? money elsewhere? $10 million yeah. for Conor Ben? I think he's he never is. had a world title fight. He's given away a bit of no. ties, but. Yeah, no, I think Javante Davis is getting that. And more. He got the, the Ryan Garcia fight generated a hundred million dollars, over a hundred million dollars. Um so he so he probably wanted at least twenty five and he's got ten plus upside and he's like, Meh. But I thought he might just take it. I didn't know that the, the Ryan Garcia Ryan Garcia fight made that much, so that's yeah, it was a beast. Mm. Uh, he's a massive draw, isn't he? He's turned into one of, if not the biggest name on PBC, like outside of Canelo. Um they still haven't got a fight for him, though. Um, he's going to be one of the cornerstones, you would think, of the new venture on Prime. Mm. Um, but it ain't going to be against Conor Ben. And like you say there, a smaller guy, non-world title fight, take you know, take the money. But I don't think he's going to do it. So what's Conor Ben thinking now? Well, now, believe it or not, it looks like Conor Ben might fight Danny Garcia um, in a 154-pound fight. Um 35-year-old Danny Garcia, who obviously we know him very well over here, and he's still going. Um, he's actually 2-0 and against Brits, George, because he beat Ashley Theofane 14 years ago and he beat Amir Khan 12 years ago. Um, right. So he could go he could go 3-0 against Conor Ben. What do you think? I mean, what do you think about the sort of the, the latter stage of Danny Garcia, that version, version, what are we on, probably 6.0? Yeah. Do you reckon he's uh, do you reckon Conor Ben beats him? I'm just gonna have a quick I'm gonna I'm gonna rack my brain and see has he boxed anyone since he boxed Amir Khan twelve years ago, right? Because yeah, obviously yeah, he's had he some got, big, big fights. I mean, yeah, so when did he box Spence? He got beat on points at Spence, so that's gotta be That was that was twenty twenty, so that was like but it was the end of it. Yeah, yeah, and then he's had Oh, he's had one fight since then, a majority win. Uh, against Benavides, but that was um, that was up at yeah, hundred and fifty odd plus pounds. Yeah, like 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 middle. Like middle. So that was um, that that's was, Jose Benavides, so not David. But that's nearly that's nearly two years ago. So um, that's what I mean. In box for two years, that's not ideal. And then it's a good fight. It's a good name for Conor Ben, but does it really tell us anything if he does a job on Danny Garcia? It's like it's not it's not someone who's flying high and current, you know, who, who mm. had a fire performance, you know, the end of last year, and he's looking for a big fight. So, um, I'll be interested in it, but I don't think it's going to give us what you know what we need to know about uh, Conor Ben. In my opinion, I think mm. we want to see. A little bit more. Interestingly, interestingly, in that email offer, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that it said we would look to do the fight in the US, which is obviously at odds with the idea of Davis boxing in England or Conor Ben being allowed to box in England again because that is still ongoing. Mm. Um, 
So then you look at the options and you're like, Danny Garcia is a big name. Like casual fans in America would be like, Danny Garcia, oh yeah, I know him. Like I'll go and watch him. He knocks people out. So they're probably looking at that. It's a big, it's a name in that, in that sense when it comes to matchmaking. But I think you're right. He's also not a welterweight anymore. Neither's Ben though, you could argue. Yeah. Um, I think it would sell quite well actually for, like if you look at the options available. Um, and if if Ben absolutely smokes him in a few rounds, like that would be a, quite a big statement. It would make a bit of noise in America. Well, yeah, because because Garcia's got that name, you know, and he's mm. he was always a very good fighter, always comes and very entertaining. But I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to think who who just might be a better fight right now for him. Uh, I want to see Josh Kelly fight. Do you think? Yeah. That's a good fight. That's just I just don't think it's going to happen over. I just don't know what's happening with the, with the stuff with the stuff with the board and that and the yeah he the, won't he ain't going to box the over appeal. here. That's and um, I can see it doesn't generate that sort of money, does it? Josh Kelly fight. It's not it's not a big no. not it's not like Eubank. So Kelly will price himself out of the fight. And I mean, when I think of Kelly, I think of Avenician. Like is Avenician? I mm. think he boxed the other last year. That's the sort of test. If if you know if if uh, if Conor Ben did a job on Avenician, then I think right, well, yeah, that's that's his acid test. That's his yeah. He he deserves a, a shot at one of the big boys then. But up until mm. then, you know, I think he's going to fall into that category. If you if you match him against too many sort of past their best names, you're inviting inviting people just to, to to call you on it. You know, you know, sometimes you'll have a world keeper like a world gatekeeper at the top, and you. But you're not chasing that big name as such who hasn't boxed in two years, you know? So, I don't mm. know. We shall see. I want the Davis we fight. Should. Fucking make the Davis fight. Eddie, <laughs> go back to him and say, listen, we have Davis. Oh. Yeah, we'll give you 20, yeah, we'll give you 25 guarantee. Yeah. Um, we'll give him a shot, thing is that 25, pro- and then we'll we'll give him a slice on the on the podcast as well. He can have his own little guest slot. All right. Let's not give that away too quick, too quickly. We'll talk about that. We'll talk to Neil Sibley about that. But it just goes to show this is the thing with Saudi. They just, they just pay. They just fucking pay. Whereas Hearn's like 10 million plus the upside and it invites a negotiation. The difference now in Saudi in boxing is just like, this is, this is what you get and it's, going, it's massive, take it. And then everyone says yes. Yeah. Um, so it is a shifting marketplace. Um, speaking of a shifting marketplace, George, shifting this podcast. Yeah. This podcast is shifting from audio and visual only to IRL, three-dimensional person uh, live performance, isn't it? On May the 22nd. Well, if you're trying to confuse us all, but state (laughs) that we're going to do a live podcast recording, then yes, we are, Deck. We are. Yes. And it's not like we and you are going to sit in a booth with headphones on and a mic, and people are going to watch us through a glass window. Wait, like, there's no booth. Like like Jurassic Park. It's more <laughs> like an actual live show. So mm. us up on stage, entertaining the masses with our podcast-type shit. Yeah. And we got we got Carl the Cobra because we're looking back on ten years yeah. since uh, since Wembley, the biggest, the night that changed British boxing forever. Which is what they're going to say about the live show. Actually, I think in years to come. They'll go, that was the night that changed British boxing forever. Yeah. May the twenty second at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. I can see I can I can see it now. Yeah. There will be there will be a, a Netflix sort of docu series. <laughs> 
looking back and there'll be loads of people who've probably got nothing to do with the show but they'll just be because they're current at the time so they'll be just be telling you know what they thought you know it meant and obviously it was just monumental so you'll get it's like <laughs> have you seen the fire festival uh the fire festival doc yeah it's gonna be pure pure Netflix where it'll be like the first fr- the first frame of it, the first scene will be you sitting down in like a darkened room and like putting your lapel mic on. Yeah. And like everyone shut the light comes on and then the question's just like So what the hell happened at that live show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a moment in time. Yeah, yeah, that and then you, you just laugh and then it cuts to the cuts to the sort of the montage. It's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely incredible. It's indescri- indescribable. So you just kinda of gotta be there. <laughs> you gotta be you there. You gotta yeah. be there, it'll be there or be square. You gotta be in mm. it to win it. So we are gonna there's gonna be lots of fun and games. I mean, it's it might just there ain't gonna be one feature. It's gonna be feature upon features. Features galore. Features galore. Uh mm. lots of, you know. Lots of prizes up for up for grabs. It might be like an episode of Funhouse. Do you remember Funhouse? Of course I do. Yeah. Prizes to be won. Yeah. Whole lot of fun. Whole lot yeah. of fun. Is that Dave Benson Phillips? Pat Sharp. Pat Sharp. He'll be he'll be in the Netflix series. But the the, the beauty of it is, George, is that is just motoring along nicely in the background. We're not resting on our, on our laurels. In fact, today this podcast, this episode is the first of a three-pod week, a lesser-spotted thruple. We haven't had one for a while, mm. but this is one of them. In fact, it's a quad because the Seeing Stars episode we've got is a two-parter. So we're actually hitting you with four bloody pods this week. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought it? Who have we got Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah, we got Wednesday? Wednesday, we have um, someone you look up to. So just like I had Sly's post. He's really, really tall, is he? Yeah. He's got to be really tall for you to look up to him. <laughs> I, yeah, like I had Sly's pit, uh, Rocky poster up on the wall. You had this man's poster up on your wall growing yeah. up there. It's, well, I had his book on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to get a blown up poster for you of the book that Don McRae wrote. Rit. Is it Donald or Don? We call him Don. Don. Don, yeah, Mc- the Don, the Don McRae is on the pod, so he's finally, finally got him in. And this is, um, he, he reminds me of you, Dick, because he writes about <laughs> boxing, but he does it in like, in really well, yeah, in award-winning fashion. <laughs> yeah, I just fucking get it out. We couldn't even beat you, boxing news to a podcast awards. Just you wait, a, award- next year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don McCray, he's a he's an award winning author, maybe the most esteemed living boxing author there is at the moment. Certainly up right up there with incredible books. Many of our listeners would have listened to them before. Um, sorry, would have read them before. Um, and we're going to get to the bottom of that um, and hear what is how you become an author of that esteem. And now he's a journalist as well. Like he has always been a journalist, but he writes books. He writes features writes articles doesn't write features for the podcast though you wrote the feature for this podcast so we'll see how he gets on there so yeah i'm very excited about that one of my sort of one of my idols as a as an author and as, as a writer so can't wait to get him in um on friday then george yep we've got a very special seeing stars episode because this is the first guest celebrity guest we've had who can box yeah. who can fight who can actually fight 
um, which is going to be very interesting to hear a celeb, an actual, an actual actor, a very accomplished actor, one of Britain's best, much loved actors. But believe it or not, George, he's a former junior ABA champion. Yeah, it is, of course, Johnny Harris. Um, the one and only. One and only. So where would you have spotted him first? It might have been in This Is England. Is that one of his yeah, most iconic um, characters? He's been in so many good things. That London's of Brighton's one that people might not have seen. Great, legendary, legendary, that is. Great film. But as you say, Deck, a former junior ABA champion, boxed out of the lodge, uh, and one of his best roles is actually a film that, that he wrote, Jawbone, which is just a great film. I got to the premiere for it, uh, and he was training. What a film. He was training with Shane McGuigan and a little bit of Barry, I suppose, uh, to get himself back in shape for that for that movie, um, which is a, a great film. So Johnny's kindly come come on the show. He's joined the club and he's telling us what it's like to be to be an actor, but also with a, a first love of boxing. And he's, mm, he's, I, he speaks quite uh, sweetly and eloquently, doesn't he? You know, philosophically. Yeah. Very artistic. He can basically put it into words what what everyone's thinking. Um, and I would say if you if you've if you hear that and if you've heard that and gone, oh yeah, I fancy a bit of that, but you haven't seen Jawbone, I would suggest you've got a week now before before it comes out. A little bit of homework. Go and watch Jawbone because this podcast is going to make a lot more sense. It be it will really resonate once you've seen the film. If you haven't seen Jawbone yet, it's also got I think the best fight scenes ever in a boxing movie. Um, they've nailed it, which is not easy to do, as we've seen throughout history. But um, yeah, go and watch Jawbone. So you've got that in the locker and then um, you'll you understand a lot more about what the crack is with that film um, after listening to this two-parter with big Johnny Harris, who's also got something else coming out, George. Gentleman in Moscow, which is just about to drop. Um, it, or it might have just Is it a boxing movie? Released. Sadly not, no. He's one of the dwarfs yeah. in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. No, Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, but uh, all right, well, that's what it's actually called. But he is actually a dwarf in it. and him, him and Ray Winston. Him and Ray Winston. <laughs> <laughs> They're really small. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't actually ask him about that, but we asked him a lot about boxing. Um, and yeah, so that's the, that's the free pub week, George. We're, we're motoring. Don't matter if there's no boxing going on over here because we're still going. We're still going. We're, we're picking up the slack. Very much so. Working very um, hard, yes. And of course, if you have any ideas for the live show, any I've had people getting in touch about feature ideas um, and stuff on Instagram. Any good? Uh, nothing that's shaking the room yet. Nothing that's nothing t- topped, me. topped any, any of your ideas yet. So they have to be better than yours to, to have, have a sniff. Um, but we want to hear what you want to do. Um uh, what you might think could work, what you want to see on the night. Because we're basically, it's open. we got a blank canvas. It's our first ever one. We can do what we bloody like. Um, we haven't been shut down yet. So what so, I'm thinking about is I'm going to obviously put into words, like script the entire second half of the rivalry, basically since like, since Manchester to Wembley. But then I'm going to write it in a Shakespearean sort of uh, wording. So, yeah, and we're all going to be dressed dressed as uh, dwarfs. Yeah, dwarfs, but you know, period dwarfs. <laughs> yeah, the only the only type. And yeah, thou shall not push me or pull thy frotch. Yeah. something like that. You know, 
Yeah, that's a good idea. If you've got anything better than that, which is going to be hard, um, you can email us ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk or even easier is just hit us on the socials, George. What's the handle? The handle is at ggboxingclub, right? It's on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. Twitter's now X. So you might be like, fucking what? X, right? We're there. You can you can hit us up. There's a tree of links. Get you everywhere. Get your tickets to the show. Don't miss out on them. You want them right now. They're selling out. Uh, you link if you want to get merched up. You know, you might, I think we still got some stuff left on there. If you want to buy some stuff, we love it when you buy stuff. It's exciting. Uh, you can listen to our playlist, The Ring Walk. That's on Spotify. Shout out Spotify. That's on there. So we're doing really well. Any, I'm not sure. Do we still give people an option if they want to listen advertisement free? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. If you'd hate the ads, you just get on Amazon Music. Couldn't be easier. Um, uh, and that'll, that'll see you right. Spotify for the playlist. Um, and I'll see you Wednesday for audio in the morning and in the evening. It's going to be YouTube, of course. And, of course, all our previous episodes, including the Ben Whitaker episodes on YouTube from last week. And that is a banger. So if you haven't, if you haven't watched it or listened to it, you've got both options now. Um, but I'll see you Wednesday, bright and early, George, to speak to the Don himself. See ya, Deck. See ya. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.